next time we're in Big Sky, I would be interested in maybe taking in a Sunday service in Soldier Chapel just to leave your Bible at the door. There's no thumping involved. There. I don't want to be on what were the words that that they used in the letter, a hillbilly Bible thumper or a splinter sect or an itinerant prophet. Yeah, none of that. OK, we'll stay away from all of that. <laughs> Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode 34, and we are looking back, we're looking forward actually to the year 2021, but today we are looking back at the months of September and October. Welcome. Um, that was Bill, and my name is Winnie. And we have a photography business called Quiet Shutter Photo. You can find our webpage at quietshutterphoto.com or you can find us on Instagram by Quiet Shutter Photo. Um, the way we do our podcast is we post nine photos to our Instagram account and we talk about those nine photos, the story behind the photo, what went into making that photo or whatever comes to mind. So before we get started, we want to thank Anchor Podcasting, which is a free podcast platform. You can access it over the internet or off a smart uh, phone with an app. It's a free podcast platform so that anybody can create a podcast and have it published for free. If we can do it, you can do it as well. So thank you, Anchor. Thanks, Anchor. We couldn't do it without you. So, Bill, we're almost done counting down, reflecting back on the months of 2020 as we anticipate 2021. And today we're going to talk about uh, and review some pictures from September and October. All righty. Sounds good. S September is one of my favorite months. Um, we got married in September. Yep. And uh, we have both worked in industries that were heavily dependent on tourism, summer tourism. And so for most of our adult lives, September was kind of a relief month, correct? Would you agree? Yeah, it's the, it's the month that we can actually feel like we're human again. So we get a chance to actually relax a little bit and still warm. Yeah. And um, take yeah. a vacation sometimes. Yeah. It's just, a t it's, September is, the weather's typically quite nice. It's not overly hot, but it's not cold. And uh, yeah, we just really, I enjoy September as well. So we have taken um, vacations in September a few times since we no longer have kids that are in school. And uh, we are empty nesters. Doesn't that feel weird? To, we're getting old. No. <laughs> We've worked hard to get to this point. We in our have lives. worked hard to get to this point. We're working hard to get to the next point, too. Yes. <laughs> in any case, this year we took a road trip. We were, you know, COVID is still ravaging the world. And uh, we were a little bit nervous about flying. So we took um, a little extra long vacation that won't, we normally take a week or 10 days. And we actually took two full weeks. 
and we drove out to visit our daughter and son-in-law in Montana. But one of the things that we really wanted to do is that seeing as it's such a long drive, we wanted to make sure that the drive was part of the vacation. Yeah, and we, we've talked about this a little bit, but today we found some some different little unique things that we saw along the way that we uh, hadn't talked about before. So. That's right. We did three full episodes previously on the podcast about our All-American all Road Trip. And we talked about a lot of our vacation. I went back and I scoured my picture files on the computer to see what little details that we were impressed with that we hadn't talked about previously on the podcast. So, Bill, do you want to go to the first picture? Certainly. And do you want to describe this or do you want me to describe it? Uh, you can describe it. Okay. And I'll send and I'll put some color into it. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a, a, there's, you know, this is, um, if you mean color by meaning character, this picture has some character. Um, this picture was taken in Montana, not very far from our daughter's house. Uh, we had done our three day road trip on our way out to, uh, to Montana. And we were really close to getting to Lauren and Cole's house. And we were timing it just about perfectly to get there when they arrived home from work on a, gosh, was that a Friday? And we were um, driving, we drove through Yellowstone. We went in the north entrance and we came out the west entrance and then headed north to Big Sky from there. And we were almost to Big Sky. And um, as we were driving along the highway, a couple of cowboys came out on the highway. And did they actually pull something across the highway to close the highway off? They had like these two ropes. Each one of them had this like two big ropes that they were carrying across. And the, the ropes road. had like fl yellow orange flags on them too. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were, they were setting up a road blockade. And, and we're, we're like, like what oh, the heck? No. We were literally three miles from the turnoff to go up the big sky. And we were so anxious to get out of the car and yeah. And be done with driving. Right. And we were so close. So we're like, what is this? But it turned out to be something so cool. It was cool. Um, the cowboys were came from um there's a guest ranch called the 320 guest ranch and the guest ranch is on one side of the road and on the opposite side of the road is their big horse pasture and what they were doing was this was probably about 5 36 o'clock in the evening and they were bringing the horses that they'd had over at the ranch all day back to the pasture for the evening and that meant they had to cross the road. So they, and there is a road sign that I never noticed before that says something about caution. Yeah. That yeah. the road gets closed Horse every now and crossing. then. Yeah. So how many horses do you think there was in that? Oh, probably 25, 30. There was a big mob of horses, herd yeah. of horses. Yeah. And how many cowboys do you think there were? Yeah, five? Five or six at the most. Yeah. So the picture we're looking at is um, a couple of horses and one of the cowboys is riding one of the horses. This was the lead guy that was leading the, the herd across the road. And um, in this picture, they'd already crossed the road 
and they were in the little chute area that led into the big pasture, yeah, big like field. A, it was like a staging area that they would get all the horses in, and then they would corral them from the backside and then open it up into the pasture so that they could go be free for the evening. Yeah, they definitely had... They definitely had a procedure that they did. Yeah. So what I like about this picture is a few things. Number one, the horses. The horses are fascinating. Um, the horse that the cowboy is riding, if you look closely, you can see his brand. Yep. Can you see that? Yep. I'm going to zoom in. Down in his. Yeah. The, the brand left. looks like a W. Oh, I'm looking at a brand on the on his front leg, but look, there's another brand on his hind. Yeah, that's the one that sticks out to me is the one on his hind leg. But do you think that one on the front is not really a? Bl a it's just maybe a. Well, maybe. I mean, there might be. They, could they might have get, more than one. Perhaps if they previously were owned by somebody, and then they could be. Yeah. So there's the horse is branded, which is interesting. Seems cruel, but. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then this is a good, it shows a good example of the style of fence that out West they use. This is different than what we see in Michigan. Um, this is a fence that's made with a couple of, well, how would you describe this, Bill? A couple of cross, crossing cross members section, and then. Cross members and poles. Yeah, I don't know what the official title of that type of fencing is, but um, I feel pole, like these fences I would just call it pole fencing, but don't you feel like they're not even like affixed into the ground? They look like, no, they just sit on the ground. It's crazy to me. They're like those horses could knock those oh, over. They could run through them or jump over them, but they don't. They just, yeah. They well, definitely they could jump over them. Yeah. I know here we do a split rail fence, but the posts are, you know, buried in the ground anchored in the ground somehow these just look like and it's probably because the terrain they're so rocky yeah I you mean, have a hard time digging holes in the ground right, right there i mean big sky is in the northern end of the rocky mountains so yeah I, i'm pretty sure that digging anywhere there is is not easy yeah and then the other thing that I love about this picture is the cowboy. I mean, this looks like the genuine article, right? Like yeah. not just somebody dressed up like a cowboy for the for the tourists. Yeah. I mean, no, you can always tell the difference between the guys who are pretending and the guys who do this every day. He's wearing some chaps that look filthy dirty, like they're used well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his cowboy hat. I mean, this is straight out of the movies, I think. It looks like it was a you know, typical cowboy hat at one point in time, but he's worn it probably in the rain. And yeah, and the rim's turned down on it. The too. rim is starting to flop. Yeah. The the contour of the part over his head is is really contoured to fit his head. <laughs> yeah. Stetson, Stetson gone south. Stetson gone south, but probably his favorite hat. Yeah. It's funny when you drive down those highways, you don't always see the um, you see these little advertisements for, you know, this guest ranch or this resort or whatever it is. But from the highway, it doesn't look like much. Right. But I looked it up online and that 320 guest ranch looks like it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty cool place. It's got um, lots of cabins. It has a couple of restaurants it uh, specializes in western weddings uh. um obviously the horse riding and 
horse adventures are quite a big part of their of their appeal. But it looks like it could should deserve a little further investigation. It looks like a pretty neat place. I remember joking when we were going by there later on in the week, there was a sign uh, underneath of their sign that said wanted breakfast chef. And I said to you, Hey, there's a job for me. And you went, yeah, whatever. (laughs) You know, a breakfast chef for you would probably be, I mean, maybe that is a step into retirement because right now you work as a baker. And so you have to get up at two 30 and be at work at three o'clock in the morning. A breakfast chef probably doesn't need to get to work till five. Yeah, that'd be like sleeping in. Yeah, you'd feel like you were half retired. Be done by 10. <laughs> you'd smell like bacon for the rest of the day. Yeah. Bear would follow you home. <laughs> I would have friends though. <laughs> so, um when we were in the car and we were the first ones who had to stop in the line of traffic. So, we had a perfect view of this herd of horses being guided across the road and into their nighttime field their corral and i said quick 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 get out of the car and take a picture i don't know why i didn't do it myself i said do you do it no they're on your side of the road well it was kind of you were driving so you could be in the middle of the road and what i was picturing was a picture of this whole herd of horses and cowboys crossing the road but you didn't think the highway was a very interesting (laughs) subject So you took pictures of them crossing the little bridge before they got to the highway and you took a picture of them when they got into the corral on the other side of the road, but you didn't get the picture that was in my head, which I shouldn't blame you for. You aren't in my head. You don't know what I want, but I got, I got a little annoyed with you. you. I got scolded. I know. I I, still get scolded. I know. (laughs) And I, I kind of apologize because it was, we were third day in the car we were anxious to be there i guess i was a little crappy yeah i think we were both just ready to be out of the car it although it was cool you know after the fact it was like oh that was cool that was very cool now let's get going yeah actually the rest of the week i you know we took trips every day um mostly into yellowstone but we did adventure other places too but i kept thinking to myself can we time it so we get back to that one spot when they close the road so we can see them take the horses across the highway again. Turned out to be turned out to be a cool thing. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our second picture. Alrighty. And I'm gonna let you describe this picture because I know this is one you took. I didn't even know it was going on at first. Yeah, I don't remember this. So this is a picture of a hot air balloon, actually. Um, which I took the pictures. This picture I know I took right off of our daughter Lauren's patio. Um, balcony. In the, the balcony of their house, yeah. And um, it's, uh, there's this company in Big Sky who do these hot air balloon tours. It's called Big Sky Balloon Company. Yeah, and uh, I said to Lauren, hey Lauren, there's this was just one of the two that were in the sky that day actually. And I said, there's these really cool hot air balloons. She goes, oh, God, not again. <laughs> I said, what? She goes, they have no control of those things. <laughs> they look really cool. And I bet you they are. But they land them in the middle of the golf course. They land them in the middle of the highway sometimes. I think that Cole was was also telling you that. I think Cole was even more annoyed than. Yeah. 
So I, I thought it was really cool, and I was taking some, some pictures of them. And this is, uh, if I remember right, this was uh, it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was fairly early. In this the is morning. probably why I didn't realize it was even going on because I am not my best at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm just trying to wake up and get going. But by seven o'clock in the morning, that's the middle of the day to you. Yeah. You've already wasted half of the day. Wasted half the day. So I know you were outside and you saw this happening and you came back in and grabbed the camera. You took pictures from Lauren and Cole's balcony, but then you went outside and down the road and. Yeah. Took, down, yeah. down down in front of their house there, there's a, there's a little sportsplex of tennis courts and a baseball field and little community center. So I ran down on the field and took some pictures there and. They were in the air quite a little bit of time, so I got a few different pictures of them. There was two hot air balloons, and um, in this particular one, I think this one had a bigger basket than the other yeah, one. Yeah, this this if you zoom in on this picture, when yeah, you have a I chance, zoomed in. There's, there's seven people, I think. Seven, at least seven people you can see in there. Yeah, big sky. Well, it has an advertisement. Yeah, <laughs> I mean nothing in this in this um what do you call uh, what our country is? We are, as far as the economy goes, a uh, capitalistic society in a capitalist society. Nothing is everything. I guess I should say is fair game for advertising and opportunity. They call that opportunity. So on the side of this uh, big sky balloon companies, balloon basket is an advertisement for big sky build. <laughs> and not even the basket, not even the, the uh, hot air balloon, but something else that they got paid to paste on their basket. Yeah. <laughs> There's an opportunity not missed. Right. It's, so. Yeah. The advertisement does sort of take away from that, you know, romantic uh, idea of a hot air balloon over the mountains. Yeah. The other thing that in this particular picture, the, uh, the picture seems a little um, fuzzy, a little hazy. That's because of the smoke from the California wildfires that happened to be in the air that yeah. day. It was kind of a blue sky day, but there was yeah. that haze that hung on quite a little bit while we were there out there. There had also been some wildfires in Montana as well. Yeah. So there was smoke yeah. in the air a yeah. lot of our trip out there this time. Yeah, later in the trip, we, they actually got a little bit of snow and um, yeah, I think took it was some the, of that down. The snow kind of knocked down the smoke after that, but yeah, this was the second or third day that we were in Big Sky. I have always felt like a hot air balloon would be a cool thing to do. I'd like to do it once. Is that on our bucket list? Should be. It should be. I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, I even think those Big Sky balloon rides would be cool. But after hearing Lauren and and we and might not be able to tell them if we do it. Yeah, right. Do you know how much it costs no, to do this? No, I have no idea. So I looked it up on their website and it's a three hour hot air balloon ride. Oh, three hours. That's three hours is a long time, I think. Well, it's an hour to get up, an hour to wander around and an hour to fall. So well, you don't fall, I hope. Glide down gently. <laughs> Into the highway or how much some do you think it place. costs for a three hour tour hot air balloon? Four hundred dollars per person. You think it's four hundred per person? Probably two hundred and fifty. Such a bargain. I don't.
don't think that's bad, honestly. Not for two, not for three hours, no. Yeah, and for how unique and yeah, it almost cost a lot to maintain. It's not like you're going to do it every day or anything. You could get some cool pictures from up there, I would guess. Oh, I, it's got to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, better than a drone. Right. So the one thing Lauren and Cole both were talking about, Bill mentioned already, is they have a specific field that they they launch from, but they have not a whole lot of control about where they come down. Evidently. They have a general location, apparently. And I don't know where they were trying to come down on. Um, you would think that they would try to come back down on the field that they launched from. One would think. But apparently. Cole said sometimes they come down on the middle of the golf course. Sometimes they come down in the middle of the road. You know, it's just they evidently don't have precise. Right. Um, well, I imagine the actual wind probably has blows them around a bit too so right exactly so on this particular day they came down in the little sportsplex field that's not very far from lauren and cole's house right next to the um actually if you go to the next picture there's a picture of them having just landed yep on the edge of the road that's uh, on the edge just, of the road that's actually you can't see in this picture but the ball field is just a little ways off to the right hand right side. and because i formatted this picture square for Instagram. If I had not cut off the bottom, you can see two yurts in the bottom yep. of this picture. Right. And, and then before that was the um, uh, skateboard. The skate train park or whatever you call park, it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they did manage to keep it up in the air long enough that they didn't end up in the uh, sewage. Yeah. The, you can kind of <laughs> see the sewage uh, plant from Lauren and Cole's house too. And, they almost landed there. Yeah, that would that would have been a bad way to end the day. That would not have been cool. But yeah, maybe two hundred and fifty dollars uh, return to each person. <laughs> right, right. And can you see in this picture, Bill, to the left of the balloon, kind of coming off of the top of the balloon, going off of the picture? There's a rope, right, or cable. Yep. So evidently, because I watched a video on their website when they land. There's somebody there who who scurries up and grabs that cable or rope, and then they run way far off and they try to guide where the the balloon, the balloon as it deflates, yeah, yeah, so that it doesn't come down on top of the people or on top of buildings or trees or whatever sure, wherever you don't want sure. it to be. So there's a, a certain skill. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot to it. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's sizable. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not sure what I would be more excited about. There's evidently a big sky hot air balloon festival. That would be. Do you cool. know that? We got to find that out when that is and time it right. Because yeah. I'm not sure if I would be more thrilled with actually going up in the balloon and taking pictures straight down on the mountains, or if I'd be more excited to be at the balloon festival taking pictures from the ground of all the beautiful balloons. And that might be more exciting. I. I just saw a picture um, that I showed you the other day about the uh, near where we live here in Michigan. Uh, there's a community called Bay Harbor, which is near Petoskey, Michigan, that has a hot air balloon festival. I don't know if it was a festival or you'd call it, but it's a it's a one day event, I believe. But uh, I saw a picture um, that they uh, were in the harbor. Uh, and pre-dawn pre-dawn yeah yeah the village is all lit up with these 
four hot air balloons were just full of color and it was really really cool picture and i thought yeah though that's what we got to do next year is that's right we got to figure out when get that out happens. there and take those pictures right balloons over lake michigan oh stunning yeah 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 we got to do that something to look forward to for next year yeah you know when we lived in sheboygan there was one time that i was i don't think you were home it was early in the morning and i was doing the dishes believe it or not by hand what yeah and I was looking out the window above the sink and I could hear this sound that sounded weird, like. <sighs> and so I, I stopped what I was doing and I went outside to see what was going on just as a hot air balloon. And it was actually the Remax real estate balloon, which is their <laughs> that would be their it'd be their symbol, their yeah. symbol. Yeah, their yeah. mascot was floating across our front yard, like really not much above treetop level. So behind our property, when we lived in Sheboygan, Michigan, was a private airstrip. So I'm assuming that the hot air balloon took off at this airstrip. And uh, they were close enough that I looked up and I was could talk to the people in the basket. Oh. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Looks like a good morning for a hot air balloon ride. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But very unexpected. <laughs> right. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated with the hot air balloon thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just a little, just a little side note from our trip. Something that we saw. I'm glad Bill got outside and took advantage of documenting that. Yeah. So let's go to the next picture. Let's go to the next picture. Oh, yeah. So this next picture was actually, this is a picture of, um, a chapel in Big Sky called Soldier's Chapel. And uh, Colin Lauren said, you guys got to get a picture of this chapel on the way out of town. It's the, it's the thing that people get a picture of in Big Sky. So actually, I think the conversation came up because you were up early in the morning and getting around much before everybody else. And so you, I can't remember if you went by foot or if you took the car, but you did a little, the sun was shining. And you wanted to get a picture of Lone Peak. And you said, you came back and you said you tried to get a picture of Lone Peak with the little church. Now, there is a little church by Lauren and Cole's house. That's not this one in the picture. Um, that's right. kind of rustic and interesting looking. But when you said you got a picture of the church, Cole said, oh, Soldier Chapel? That's very photogenic. And uh, we said, what are you talking about? That's not what I was taking a picture right. of. So he told us where Soldier Chapel was. And he said that people like to photograph it because the steeple lines up exactly with Lone Mountain Peak. So lo and behold, it does. Right. So when did we take this picture? I think Lord and we Cole took... were with us. So we weren't on our way leaving. But we may have been going somewhere, the four of us. I think we took a picture a couple different times. I think we took this particular one when we were uh, on our way out of town to go to the Crystal Park. Okay. So it was early and the sun was just coming up. Is this a morning or a sunset? I believe this was. I think this is sunset. So we must have done it on our way back home from Crystal Park. Yeah. Because I think we tried it both ways. We took sunrise pictures of the last day as we were heading out of town. Because this isn't very far from the gas station where we always stop in the morning. Yeah. yeah. 
So I looked up a little history about Soldier Chapel, um, knowing that we were going to talk about it. And um, Soldier Chapel was built, um, donated and built by a family called the, let me see in my notes, the Nelson Story family. And it was built to commemorate fallen soldiers of a very specific infantry, fallen soldiers of the 163rd Infantry Infantry Regiment, which were part of the Montana National Guard during World War II. They had been deployed to New Guinea, um, and their mission was to prevent the Japanese invasion of Australia. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Very specific. Hmm. Um, the chapel is at elevation of 6,017 feet. So it's just a little bit lower than where Lauren and Cole live. Yeah. Um, the person who's, um, who donated and, and gave the money to build it um, said something very specific about it's a non-denominational church. And um, he said that it was to be used by all denominations. The colonel, he donated the land and drew the basic design and wrote the charter and donated most of the money for the chapel. Soldier's Chapel is dedicated to both the regiment and the Nelson Story um, and Nelson Story the fifth, um, who was in that regiment. And uh, let's see where he says who could use it. Here it is. Pastors from many denominations provide services at the church. And in 1955, a 1955 letter about the chapel, Colonel Story wrote, Splinter sects, itinerant prophets, hillbilly Bible thumpers, and self-anointed were to be avoided. That groups were, and also groups that harbor conscious objectors or refuse to salute the flag should be excluded from being given access to the church, which nice. makes sense. <laughs> so nowadays it's used by um, many different denominations. They've had many different pastors there over the years, and it's a very popular pa- place for weddings. And I can see why, can't you? Oh, yeah. It's kind of breathtaking. It is a breathtaking. So in this picture, um, and I think I took this picture, but it doesn't really matter who took it. Um, the picture is taken from the center of the long driveway to the chapel. I'm going to make it bigger as I talk about it. And the chapel is cool, kind of a rustic build. Um, but what's very cool, and Cole is right, is that the the steeple with a cross on the top lines up perfectly with Lone Mountain Peak. And in this picture, the sun was setting and it was casting light in a way that bounced off of Lone Mountain Peak and created almost a, a division line in the sky. Yeah. And the driveway, of course, is lined with American flags. And it's, it's pretty, that's a, it's just a cool setting and a cool picture. Tranquil, would you say? Yes. Yes. And some of the, the lines in the hillside, uh, yeah, the ski runs. That's a, those are ski runs from the that is Big Sky Resort. Yep. Yeah. That's that's the lower runs. They're yeah. only at like nine thousand. When you elevation. look at this picture and you look at the very peak of this mountain, know that there is a lift that will take you to the very top of that peak, and people ski down from 
I can't even fathom it, but. Yeah. I know that when we stayed in the, the log house that we rented for Lauren and Cole's wedding, it was kind of on the opposite side of the peak from what we're seeing here. And if you had binoculars from that house, you could see the top of the mountain and you could see skiers coming down that very steep peak. Yes, and they look like rows of ants coming They did. Down they look there. tiny They're, little ants. Yeah. Oh, there's some more ants. <laughs> fascinating, though. Yeah, really, really fascinating. But. Cole said that there have been award-winning photos taken of Soldier Chapel. I don't know that this is necessarily an award-winning photo, but it's a lovely photo. Turned out nice. Yeah. I'll give you an award for it. Next time we're... Best in show, Winnie. Best, best in, in show. show. Next time we're in Big Sky, I would be interested in maybe taking in a Sunday service in Soldier Chapel just to... Leave your Bible at the door. There's no thumping involved there. I don't want to be on... What were the words that, that they used in the letter? A hillbilly Bible thumper or a splinter sect or an itinerant prophet? Yeah, none of that. Okay, we'll stay away from all of that. <laughs> so yeah that's probably i bet now that we have found soldier chapel that's probably one that we'll go back to and take pictures of yeah over and over again i like that in this picture this was in september and we had really good weather for our trip but there was a little bit of snow in the high elevations, so you can see that lone peak has snow on it which makes for a much nicer picture yes it does but yet the the lower ground is still pretty green yeah yeah, it's a nice time to visit the West. Yep, yep. So that was September. Let's go on to our next picture. We were very, we were very thinking about this while we were on our trip out West. We were thinking about the wedding that we were going to be photographing the weekend we got back from our trip. And uh, this was the daughter of a pretty good friend of mine. Um, they were going to get married in St. Ignace, Michigan, when they called us to ask us if we would be their photographers, the wedding was going to take place at the casino in St. Ignace. Have you ever been to the casino in St. Ignace, Bill? Like for a food show or anything? I was at a food show there one time, yep. I've never yep. been there, so I don't know what it's like inside. If It's a casino. I know, but is it fancy? Has it got cool stuff? or Fancy-ish, yeah. Fancy-ish? Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably the food show would have been in their event. Yeah, it's nice enough Their ballrooms or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was their plan anyways. Their right. wedding and their reception, everything was going to be at the casino. And it was going to be, I think it was going to be big. It was going to be. Bigger than what A lot bigger than what, what we ended up being at. Yeah. So um, along the way, the casino got a hold of this couple and said, because of COVID-19 and because of the restrictions in Michigan. Um, they were canceling all of their events for for the year, I think. Yeah, they canceled everything for the yeah, year. This wedding was in, in October. So they had to scramble and rethink their whole wedding. So instead of having, you know, a couple of hundred people at their wedding or whatever they originally planned, they had to scale it back to their very closest friends and family. I, what do you think? There was 30 people there? 40, yeah, maybe 35. Tops. There was less than 50 anyways. Um, and they rented a couple of um, Airbnbs or Verbos th um, that were two houses side by side right on the Straits of Mackinac on the Upper Peninsula side. 
both houses had spectacular views of the Mackinac Bridge. Yes, they did. So um, before the wedding, I think the girls stayed in one house and the guys stayed in the other house, or at least that's how they got ready. And then the wedding was in the front yard of one of the houses that had a little white picket fence. And you could see the, the Mackinac Bridge. So this picture shows the bride and groom as they, after the ceremony was over and they were making their recessional walk. You can see the, their officiant and you can see the bridge in the background. And um, this was um, a really unique wedding. They scaled it back to 30 people. They also had an event tent in the backyard so that their reception and everything would be outdoors. They were being COVID careful. And um, the bride wore a really unique dress. Um, and I love this for pictures. It was very colorful. She had a, a dress on that had a blue underlay with an ivory uh, layer above it. And she had stitched butterflies, which is was part of the theme of their wedding, all over the whole dress. And then she also wore a red cape, which was a little surprising twist. It's a really good pop in color for taking pictures. That Great was pop of color. And the guys wore... Um, stormy Cromer vests, wool vests, and royal blue shirts. The color for taking pictures was so much fun. Yeah, it really was. Um, yeah, fun couple. I really loved that they were able to just go with the flow. They didn't seem like they got worked up about any details or things that may have not gone exactly as they planned. Um, no, I got the feeling that, you know, everybody that was there was like, we're going to make this the best day ever right everybody was happy it seemed like everybody was getting along i think there may have been a couple of wedding crashers that i found out about later i was very bill and i were both very careful being a small wedding we tried to photograph everybody individually if we could you know guests and um family units and um at the end when we were going over pictures there was a couple pictures she said yeah, you can get rid of that one. That person wasn't really supposed to be there. <laughs> That's one of my relatives, but he wasn't invited. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. But um, so this was fun to take pictures. We work hard when we do a wedding. Bill and I, I don't know how one person could ever capture a wedding. It's really nice to have two cameras going because one person can be taking all of the formal necessary shots while the other person can be capturing all the little fun moments in the behind the scenes that you miss otherwise. And um, this couple couple also uh, another part of the theme of their wedding was stormy Cromer um, hats and outfits, I guess you would say they're big fans of stormy Cromer, which I think we've talked about in a previous podcast storm stormy Cromer hats are made in Michigan. They're, um, an invention of a man who used to work for the railroad, but previously had been a baseball player. And he wanted a a cap that he could wear on the train that would keep his ears warm and not fly off his head. So his wife modified a, modified a baseball cap to have pull down ear flaps. And it uh, became the stormy Cromer and uh, is infamous ever since. So um, later on in the wedding, after the wedding, everybody put Stormy Cromer hats on to get pictures. So if you go to the next picture, 
you will see a picture of Bill taking pictures while wearing a Stormy Cromer hat. Because Bill and I are also fans of Stormy Cromer, and we both have Stormy Cromer hats. I think you have more than one. I have two because on our on our uh, road trip, we stopped at the Stormy Cromer factory, and I um, they had clearance hats, and I bought myself a second Stormy Cromer. So look at how handsome you look in this picture, Bill. It's a nice camera. <laughs> it is a handsome camera. It really is a handsome camera. <laughs> so in this picture, this is a picture of Bill taking pictures. And I don't know why I thought just for a second to turn around and take a picture of the photographer at work. But in this picture, you can see the event tent behind him. And that's actually the groom behind me as well. Also wearing a different style of Stormy Cromer hat. Yep. Yeah. You look, you look pretty good, Bill. You look like you know what you're doing. I love those Stormy Cromer hats. They are nice. I love them, and I think, more than you too. do. But yeah, they are warm. Yeah. I just, I guess most of the time when I've worn them, it was too hot out. So I always get uncomfortable wearing them very long. Yeah. But this, it actually, that was a little bit of a, I mean, it was in October and the wind was coming off the lake pretty good that day. It was overcast. And so it was, that it was uh, nice to have the hat on my head there. It was, yeah, it was the, I, the bride and groom were hoping for a beautiful blue sky, sunny day. And they didn't get that. It was cloudy. I think it was a little misty rain in the morning. It did not rain for the wedding or nope. the reception. Um, but the temperature was that in between temperature. Like we showed up in, in our warm jackets, but as soon as we got working, you know, running around, taking pictures, you got hot. So off went the jackets, but it was kind of nice to have the hat on. It kept you at that perfect. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So even though it was a cloudy, actually sometimes a cloudy day for an event like that is easier to take pictures because you don't get a lot of harsh shadows and light and dark contrast on people's faces when you take pictures. And yeah, it was, I mean, other than it got dark early, so we had to kind of really think about, we got to get pictures taken pretty quick here because we're going to lose yeah. our light. Yes. Um, what time did that wedding start? Three o'clock, four o'clock? Three or four. And in Michigan, in as you get into October, the days are much shorter than in the middle of the summer. And so, yeah, we, as photographers, Bill and I like to work with natural light. We don't bring a lot of artificial light with us. And so, yeah, you are a little bit in a panic to get pictures before there's no light left and you have to turn on a flash. Right, right. Yeah, we... um. The wedding, I think, was like at four o'clock, and then it seems like it got dark, like six thirty. So, yeah, not a lot of time, right? And the bride and groom have a really good relationship with their jewelry store in Saint Ignace, uh, called the Gold Mine, and they really wanted to take a quick trip downtown to the Gold Rush Gold Mine to get a picture inside the jewelry store and with the couple who own the Gold Mine. So that took a little bit of time. Away yeah. from, yep. Away from the group, but that was kind of fun to do. It was, yeah. it was, and they were they were hoping for a sunset picture too, and that just never happened. A couple of weeks later, we went up to um, the UP, and it was a beautiful night with a beautiful sunset over the bridge, and so we swung down into that area and went back to that house. I don't know if there was new people in there renting it or not, but we snuck in by the 
white picket fence. And we took some photos of the bridge with a sunset. And I did superimpose a picture of the wedding party, the whole wedding party with the bridge in the background with a more beautiful sunset and sent that picture over to the bride just so she had it. Yeah, that was sometimes you can do that kind of stuff. Sometimes you can do that kind of stuff. So the other thing that they did at this wedding that was a really interesting and fun idea uh, was that because of COVID, they had to be creative about food. Right. Um, sitting down and eating all together in one place is one of those things that's complicated under COVID uh, rules. And so having a big buffet line, a right. catered buffet dinner or whatever is really out of the question. It's so not they, even legal. Sharing utensils and all that good all stuff. All of the is complications that go along yep. with that. So they solved that problem by hiring a food truck to come. So they had uh, a food truck called Duke's Dogs, gourmet hot dogs. And, uh, and so all of the guests could at their leisure when they wanted to um, head out to the food truck and get whatever they wanted from the food truck and go back in the tent and eat it or stand around because it was really food you could eat with, you know, with your hands. You didn't need a, formal place setting right they did a variety of things not just hot dogs they had sure mac and cheese and chili and there was all stuff that you could just stand around stand and around eat. and eat yeah. so people did that they went and got what they wanted to eat and uh and then they just stood around and uh i um, was so excited when i heard they were going to have a food truck yeah i am fascinated with the whole food truck you know movement we and love to support food trucks yeah i think they're so cool so I even said to you before we went, I hope that the, the people who own the food truck let me step inside so I can take a picture of the inside of the food truck or, you know, the bride and groom from the inside of the food truck looking out or whatever. And so right. um, I, you know, I was in the groove. I get in the groove when we're doing a wedding and <laughs> you can't let you can't let any hesitation hold you back. So I just asked the guy, can I come in? And he said, sure. So I came in and I took a few pictures of them in action and then he said, do you want to do you want to serve up our next order? So I got to work the food truck for a few minutes. So that's the next picture. If you yeah. go to the next picture here is Winnie's uh, five minutes of fame working a food truck. And I got a picture of her. She was just having fun. I was having a ball. So <laughs> the guy showed me how you have to take the ticket down off that you can see in the background behind my head. There's the little wire cross that they put their little orders on. And uh, so I had to check the order and, and get the food. And then I had to holler for the person that it was their order up and hand it out the window. And, and I, yeah, I was in my element. <laughs> had my little Stormy Cromer hat on, but swung around backwards. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. what do you think, Bill? Should we get a food truck when we retire and just hit the road? Maybe. <laughs> I'd probably like it for a day and then I'd probably hate well, it. Well, we just ran it out to somebody else. We just hauled it around. We'll just rent out the food truck to somebody else. What but. does that say on the bottom of the, so underneath my arm in this picture. Sauerkraut. There's the little station that has all of the condiments for Duke's dogs. There's a bay that has onions, one for sweet relish, dill relish, dill chips. Dill chips. And sauerkraut. Jalapeno. Jalapenos. Yeah, that's all the fixing for hot dogs. Gourmet. You know what? You and I both had a hot dog. We took a hot second and grabbed something to eat, but I didn't realize there was all these choices. 
Yeah. Just had kind of like a normal hot dog with mustard on it. But no. man, I could have had something. You could have really, dressed it up. Could have created something really interesting. Yeah. So Duke's dogs was fun. And I thought that was a great idea for a wedding. Since then, we've seen Duke's dogs truck in different places and never had a chance to stop back by. But if we if we see Duke's dogs, when we have a minute to stop and get a get a gourmet hot dog, we're going to do that. Right. We're going to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. So That's let's go to our next picture. All right. So this was also a picture taken in October. You want to talk about this picture, Bill? Yeah. Um, we had a friend of ours that uh, asked us one day, um, hey, is there any chance that you could come and take some pictures of my girls playing volleyball at high school in Boyne City? And we thought, sure. I think sure. they're both in middle school, correct? Yeah. yeah. Was that are. the high school gym, though? It was I, like a tournament going on. So there was two courts at the same time. Correct. And I honestly don't know if this was the middle school gym or the high school gym because I've we've only been in the Boyne City gym one other time. So, um, but we we it's kind of funny that we included this because we both really struggled to get pictures that were good pictures I think of a this volleyball was, game. This was the hardest photographic adventure we had all year. <laughs> Yes, it was by far. I, you and I were sweating it out trying to get, you know, um, our friend has two daughters. And so they were both, they're obviously not in the same grade. And so they were playing on two different teams. So they were playing on both courts. So you took a court and I took a court and we tried to get pictures of her kids for sure. But we tried to get pictures in general. And um, I've not been a sports photographer and that's a whole... That's a whole different baby. That is a whole different baby. So, um, you know, there are places that you don't feel like you can go. You don't want to get too close to the ref. Right. And uh, you don't want to interfere with the game. You also don't want to interfere with people who are trying to watch. Um, the net is an issue in pictures. You the wanna, net is just in the way for taking the pictures. The net is totally in the way. So you got to be on the right side of the court to get the pictures of the people that you want to get pictures of. So the net's not covering their faces. Um, and then the other little twist in this is that because it's COVID, all of the kids and all of the people watching and everybody there had to wear a mask. Yes. I don't know what it's like to play sports and have a mask on. I think they should have them on for sure. I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's an extra little complication. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It didn't stop them from making noise and having, you know, as far as No, it goes, didn't stop. If you went in there blindfolded, you would not know that anybody had a mask on. Right. Because it was still noisy and confusing, but Right. Um yeah, this was definitely a photographic challenge to get some decent pictures. Yeah. And I think we did get some decent some. pictures in yep. the end, but yep. I, it was a lot harder than we were expecting. You know, we, but we went in there, both of us had cameras. We thought we'd snap a few pictures, bam, 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 done. Yep. And we ended up spending an hour there just to get half a dozen pictures. We watched pictures. the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so. yeah, it was, um, it was trickier than I thought. And it made me realize I probably don't want to be a sports photographer. Now we have taken pictures of baseball games for actually the same friend, her son. We took pictures of his baseball games last yep. couple summers ago. We took pictures of him playing pop Warner football. 
And those were easy compared to this volleyball game. We took pictures of uh, one of her daughters playing softball as well. But uh, yeah, baseball is a whole lot easier to take pictures of. And football is a whole lot easier. Well, there's no nets involved. And it's outside. It's outside. Yeah. Yeah. This was hard. And the bleachers, you could actually get some elevation. But the net was in the way. But the net was in. I got to the top of the bleachers and the net was still in the way. So. Yeah. Actually, uh, the few pictures that I did get that were somewhat okay, I was actually sitting on the floor trying to shoot under the net. Yeah, I know that both of us finally just had to cast off any inhibitions we have and just lay right on the floor to get the pictures. Yeah. Um, but because it's indoor and it's artificial light, you had to worry about the white balance. and um, And you also had to make sure the camera was fast enough to stop action and right because a lot of pictures are like, oh that's good and then they're like nope that's blurry blurry yep. yeah yep so speed up speed up the the camera and hope for the best yeah yeah that was that was a hard little assignment it was i'm glad we did it in the end i love that sure. family but um man i know when we left there i was sweating my butt off we both said i don't know if we got anything yeah, I was afraid we got nothing, but we did get. A, I think we, I think we got enough to at least record the, the event and that it happened. And I think the girls were happy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I guess. Do you feel a little bit? I mean, girls' sports like that. I, you're laying on your, laying on the ground taking pictures up. Did you feel a little bit like a perv? Uh, yeah, me especially. I'm like. <laughs> Everybody just thinks I'm a creeper laying around on the floor there. Yeah, the girls are wearing short shorts. And- yeah. Yeah. I, I felt a little com- uncomfortable taking pictures there. <laughs> I know. I felt, I kept thinking about that. Like, oh, I hope people don't think we're, you know. Well, we you, kept, they- you kept telling, you go over there, go over there. I'm like, no, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we weren't there really in any official capacity. No, it was just didn't. one family that had asked we us like to go. We were the official photographers for the school or anything. Yeah. I kept waiting for a school. Yeah, I, I was say, worried about that too. Can I see your child molester card? <laughs> There's a child molester card? Uh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> I don't have one, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> well, I know that... Um, I sent these pictures. I posted them on Facebook in a private album to the family that had the girls and she shared them with them. Evidently there is a Facebook volleyball Boyne city middle school volleyball page or something. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the other parents were really happy to see pictures of their kids playing volleyball too. So it was worth, it was worth the struggle. Yeah. But yeah. And maybe wearing a mask because we were wearing masks also as we were taking pictures help make us sweat a little bit more. Yeah. You know how when you wear, well, maybe you don't know, Bill, but when you wear glasses and wear a mask, when you breathe, it fogs up your glasses. And oh, I was yeah. having a little bit of that problem with the camera. And when I breathe, it would send up my breath up to the camera viewfinder and it would fog you that could, up. Yeah. And you couldn't see that. Yeah. yeah. Just adding another little wrinkle to the challenge of it all. Yeah. But anyways, that turned out okay. So let's go to our last picture. I think it's uh, our last picture. This is a nice picture to end October with. Um, this is a picture that you took. One day it looked like there might be a sunset down at the beach. And I didn't feel like leaving the house and going outside in the cold weather. So you went down to the beach by yourself and you came back with some really pretty pictures that 
I don't think the sunset ever materialized. But... No, it never did. But it was kind of a crazy, uh, crazy sky that was fun to take pictures of. The surf was up a little bit. In, uh, On Lake Charlie Boy. And I just happened to come across this little leaf that had stuck itself in the driftwood driftwood that was sticking up off the beach. and uh, Very artistic, Bill. I'm was, proud of you. It was a fun little picture to catch. So the picture is low to the ground. I bet you you were laying on your belly. Yeah, I do that a lot down at the lake just to get some different effect. And uh, so it's you can see the driftwood and the rocks on the shoreline of the lake. The lake is, you can see the lake and the sky in the background, although they're blurred. And like you said, a, a little red and orange maple leaf has tangled itself up into the, the driftwood and uh, makes for a nice contrast of warm and cool tones. Beautiful little picture. I think I remember coming back to the house and saying, I think I got a picture uh, that you're going to make you feel homesick for Canada. It's a good Canadian look. I think what you said was, I don't know if I got anything worth, but you had these one, a couple with the maple leaf and they're really pretty, a real mood. They're very moody. Yeah. The, the weather was definitely changing late October and uh, um, the lake here can be sometimes really crazy, crazy um, wild uh, this weather was just starting to wind up into a storm that lasted a couple of days, if I remember right. What's really crazy, um, we've always lived close to water, but living here at Park of the Pines is the first time we've lived on water. Now, the house is not directly on the water, but we can walk down to the lake anytime we want. And what is surprising is how different the lake looks every day. And sometimes any time during the day can look different than it did hours earlier. And the shoreline changes with every storm or every windy day. Um, the shoreline can go from sandy to rocky, from uh, having a bend to being straight. I mean, it's the shoreline changes. Mother nature is a very powerful thing. And um, the shoreline just changes and the view changes. And it's just a really interesting place to be. Yeah, you know, one of the things... Here at Park of the Pines, um, we have a fairly big beachfront that is uh, one of the few beachfronts on this whole lake that are, are undeveloped for the most part. Yeah, it's just and, wild uh, beachfront. When I was first came here, I was like, I got to tame this thing. I got to make it look better. But the longer I'm here, the more I appreciate that it's un unfinished, uh, if you may. I know, you know, and, uh, Lake Charlevoix is very high real estate. Um, very coveted and, you know, wealthy people have bought up almost all the property around the lake. And then they proceed to create manicured lawns and highly engineered break walls to protect their front yard from the lake. And often they fail and often they're rebuilding them or repairing them. And like Bill said, the, the footage that we have on Lake Charlevoix is undeveloped really. And so it does change with the weather and the waves and the ice as it comes and goes in the winter. And, and you're right. I, the temptation is to try to tame it, to try and make it look like a park. But the longer that we live here and the more that we see it's, you could throw a lot of money at it and continue to throw a lot of money at it. And you're never going to win. Right. The lake is always going to win. And, and it's beautiful. 
it just, you it know, really like is. in this picture, it's, it's beautiful for it to just be wild and be the way it is naturally. Yeah. Well, I think we, I think we actually are fortunate to have things the way they are here. Yeah. I know there, um, this past year we celebrated or this year, rather we celebrated the 100 year anniversary of owning park of the pines of the community of Christ owning park of the pines. And, um, we had a little virtual ceremony and program and the church historian showed some vintage footage, some film that a family had um, taken when back in the fifties, Bill. Yes. And they were showing um, the scenes around park of the pine. So a lot of the film was black and white, but some of it was color. And when they showed the beach, they said, Oh, like Charlevoix is beautiful. And here's the beach, but the sand is a bit rough. And then when they pan the beach, it's yeah. it's all rocks. Because it was all rock. <laughs> the, the sand was leather, rather, rather chunky. <laughs> the sand was a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> and it still is. And it still is. Sometimes we get sand. It's the weirdest thing. It's just a very weird thing. Yes, because like right now, um, there's sand deposits all along the shoreline, but all summer long, it was like this really fine gravel, you yeah. know, with big and old rocks And sometimes it's big rocks. Yeah. Yep. It just changes yeah. all the time. And who knows when the ice comes and goes in the spring, it could be totally different. Too. It will be totally different. Yep. That's just the way it is. Yep. Can't wait to see the change. Yeah. So we like to end our podcast by talking about the picture we missed, the picture that got away, the picture we wish we would have got. And I know exactly, I'm not even going to give you a chance this Fine. week. Fine. I, the picture that got away was the picture of that horse herd, the stampede going across the highway. Oh, I, I, don't, this, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I still have that picture in my head of what I wanted it to look like. So next time we're out in Montana during during tourist season, I wonder, do you think they do that year round? That the horses Probably. go back and forth? Probably. I would think that they ride in the winter. Well, we're going to have to time it. So that we can get the picture that I was hoping to get of the horses crossing the highway. Well, we're hoping to go there in February when Lauren has her babies. We're so, so we excited can, about that. So we can go and see if there's a winter stampede. I think I might even call the 320 Guest Ranch and ask them if they mind if we photograph the when they herd the horses across the road. Yeah. I, maybe we'll go there for breakfast. If they got a chef, if I don't they know. Got a they chef. were looking for one a while back. Maybe you'll have to step up and cook the breakfast. <laughs> oh, you know what? Well, February. Do you think there'll be indoor dining by February? Hard not, to say. Not here. There won't be. Maybe no. in Montana. They're doing better than we are. Yeah. You know, new baby, new parents. Yeah. We're think, probably going to stay put. I think we shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's fine. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for 2021. It holds yeah. some promise. Bring it on. Bring it on. We have one more week and one more podcast for 2020. That will be this next week. Um, and we will be talking about November and December. We're going to finish out the year by finishing out the year. That sounds like a good plan. Next year, we have been um, thinking of some ways to... Uh, recreate, reinvent our podcast. We've gotten a couple of really interesting suggestions of yes, things we, have. we could do um, differently and things that we should keep the same. It was interesting to hear that some people wanted us to keep some certain things exactly as they are. 
So if you have any ideas or any comments about our podcast, you can direct message us through our Instagram account, or you can you can call and leave us a voicemail through our Anchor um, podcast page. We'd love to hear from you. But until next week, have a good week, right, Bill? Yeah, have a good week. And thanks for listening in once oh, again. Oh, what happens before our next podcast? Well, let's see. I get paid. Yeah, that's um, a good thing. It's supposed to snow. It's Christmas. Oh, there's that. So yes. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, have a safe one. And we will talk to you next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for checking in. Have a good day.